Hello, my name is Laura and welcome to the very first episode of What the Fuck is for Dinner. Join me every fortnight for a cook-along in my kitchen. But before I get started, let me tell you a little bit about myself because you probably do not know who I am. I am a nurse by trade. I absolutely love my work, but outside of work, I live in the inner west of Sydney. When I get home, I am required to feed two young boys, my sons. Otis is five and Ari is two, and they are the loves of my life, alongside my husband, obviously, Cameron. Not an influencer or a public figure, and there is nothing fancy about me. I'm just an ordinary human, and I really like food. In fact, I like it so much that, and this is a little secret of mine, if I'm alone in my kitchen, I will talk to myself as if I'm presenting a cooking show. I'm very often British. I don't know why. I think it's because I think they're fancier and their food is delicious and I just have more respect for them in general. But I am trying to bring that fantasy somewhat to life. You can consider this a cooking show for your ears. Let's hope it makes your mind go a-wandering over some delicious recipes that you can try in the comfort of your home. I'm going to be sharing some of my favorite recipes, my go-tos, the ones that I just keep going back to. And I'm gonna be bringing on some of my friends as well for them to share their family favorites. It's gonna be an opportunity for us to talk and share about life in chaos and how food fits in amongst it all. I want to make a space for all those who similarly live ordinary lives, who might be looking for ordinary food to cook, but why not do it over some extraordinary, hopefully, chat. Let's get started with our first recipe. (laughs) Today I am cooking a rice tuna bake. Doesn't sound super fancy. Kind of like the big uproar that happened when Nigella Lawson shared a recipe for Avo toast. Seems a bit basic, but it tastes flippin' delicious. So bear with me on this one. Basic ingredients that you need for this rice tuna bake is rice, tuna, baking ability so an oven and a baking dish also the sauce so the topping that goes on top of this is a zesty cheesy yogurty topping so what I have today capsicum zucchini corn can be fresh I've got cans I bought cans online thinking it was you know a usual size and I got one of these teeny weeny mini things it's like the size of my pinky but I luckily bought two so hopefully that will surpass for today those are the added ingredients that are going in with the tuna and the rice and then I'm going to be making a sauce literally just using lemon yogurt and cheese turn your oven on and I'm turning it to 180 degrees get your baking dish When Cam finished his last job, they contacted me and asked me what he would like as a farewell present. So I selfishly said, he'd like Le Creuset cooking gear. 
And so I've got to reap the benefits of that wonderful gift in this beautiful baking tray. Into the baking tray is going to go basically all our ingredients. So I very regularly will put into my grocery shop those family-sized pre-cooked bags of rice. Anytime they appear on sale is usually when I'll buy a few packets. I find it's really easy on those days when you need to cook something quick, but you don't want to cook your rice. I mean, if you've got a rice cooker, cool, good on you, but I don't. So this packet works really well. I got brown rice and quinoa for a little bit of extra, I don't know, colour, texture. So in goes one packet of the family size rice. Sometimes I do two packets, but I often find that then the grain and the rice becomes a bit too overpowering with everything else that's in it. Then I'm going to pop in my tuna. And I've just realised this flippin' can of tuna doesn't have a, what do you call it? A opener. I have to use a can opener. I don't have a can opener. That's ridiculous. What do you use if you don't have a can opener? Now that would be a good hack. I'm going to try and work something out. I've got a bottle opener, like a corkscrew. I'm going to try and do that. Oh! Oh dear. That is not working. What? How do you open tuna? Do I have to use a knife? Oh! No, that's going to be bad. No, sorry. That sounded like a pushing out a baby. Okay, I ended up stabbing multiple holes with pointy scissors and then using our least favourite knife to stabby stab some more until I was able to sort of winch it open. So I do not recommend this at home. If any of you have a hack on how to open up a can of, any can that does not have one of those finger pulley things, and you don't have a can opener at home, please send them my way. DM me on Instagram. Look up WTFs for dinner pod. Um, so now with my giant can of tuna, I'm pouring that into the baking tray with the rice. I was gonna do two of these giant tins, but there is no way in hell I am going to be going through that process again. In goes our corn. Yeah, see, that's what should have happened with the tuna. Easy, lid, open, done. The extra vegetables I'm using today, like I said, are capsicum and zucchini. They're my usual go-to. I find that they work well with tuna. They roast really nicely, so you don't have to prep them at all other than just slice them up how you like. You could shred the zucchini. I'm going to slice it up in discs. Um, same with the capsicum. I just slice it into thin strips and pop it straight in raw because they... They cook in the bake. But you could really add any vegetables you like. If you like adding onion and garlic to this for extra flavour, you could do that. Um, but I don't have time for extra cooking today, so it's just chucking it all in. <laughs> Otis repeatedly tells me that he doesn't like red capsicum because it's too spicy, so he continues to refuse to eat it. But I'm going to continue to add it to this meal because I love red capsicum and one day, one day his eyes will be opened too. 
and until then he can just push them to the side. But he said he liked green capsicum, so I went and bought a whole bag full of green capsicum. And he looked at it and said, what is that? And then refused to eat it. So just cook things that you know you're going to enjoy and eventually they will join in. I hope. I'm not really one for quantities and true measurements. So I go off feel, I go off what things look like. I do apologise in advance for anyone who does love measurements. This is all going to be very much in ish terms. So I've chucked in all my dry ingredients. I've got my capsicum, my zucchini, my corn, tuna and rice. It looks like a rainbow. It's so lovely. Okay, now on to the sauce. I have lemons, cheese and yoghurt. Yoghurt for you true Australians. I'm going to zest some of the lemon into the baking dish. In my bowl, I have... I don't know how to describe the cheese. How much cheese? That is a good two handfuls. Like if you were to put your hands together and scoop up a nice big scoop of cheese, that's what I've got. I'm going to squeeze the juice of probably just one lemon, depending on how juicy it is. Pretty juicy. Then our yogurt. Again, this is not any kind of measuring. I'm just doing... a. I'll just tell you how, how many spoonfuls I'm doing. I'm using a regular spoon. I've done two scoops. Three, four, five, maybe six. Okay, let's go with six. I'm going to stir that together. If you don't like, like gloopy gloppy noises, just block your ears right now. Okay, you can unblock your ears now. I'm going to add a little bit of salt and pepper to it. Now, I'm going to pour maybe a third of it in, just over the top of it, and I'm stirring again. Now, the dry ingredients are less dry. Someone might say they're moist. And I'm going to pour over the rest of the wet stuff. Oh, gosh, Laura. I'm kind of drizzling it over the top like you would, again, like you would with a bechamel on your lasagna. So just kind of spreading it over the top. If you like, you can go again and serve yet more cheese on top for a really nice, gooey, cheesy, crunchy top. That is it, my friends, in terms of the preparation process. We are going to plonk this little ditty into the oven. Okay, I'm going to leave that in the oven for about 30 minutes. It's about basically warming it all up, melting that cheese, crisping up some of those veggies and getting that top nice and golden and delicious. All right, I have gone and collected the kids and come back. It has been about 40 minutes in the oven because I did turn it down. I was a bit... I was a bit worried that it was going to burn if I left for too long. So it's taken a bit longer than planned. 
paint a picture for you. There's lovely golden bubbles of melted cheese that have crispened up on top. It's yogurty sauce, which is sort of melting through. And you can see bits of charred capsicum and zucchini and crispy rice poking through. This dish is ready to be devoured. Nothing needed other than a pinot gris and an attitude of don't give two flying floops if your kids choose not to eat it because they will have had enough today, we've all had enough, let's just sit down, have some zen and then go to bed. So there we have it, first recipe done and dusted. How was it? How did I go? To end this episode, how about a little bit of takeaway? Something to take away that can help oomph your love for cooking. Today, takeaway comes in the form of a book. A book about cooking, not a cookbook. It is Stanley Tucci's Taste My Life Through Food. If you know his voice, then you can imagine him sitting just behind you, reading his own words in his deep, majestic voice right into your ear. Yeah, it's good. Honestly, it's a great book. The preface of it is an, it's an autobiography, but shaped by memories around food. And I really resonate with that. I find that I often look back at my life and memories are from the food that I've eaten. Like, for instance, this vivid memory I have of my time, I was lucky enough to travel to Poland. um, And this one day I was traveling with a friend. We were catching buses and seeing where they would take us. And we found this gorgeous park with a little cafe in there. The menu was completely in Polish. We had no idea what we were ordering, so we just picked something and I was served up this delicious beetroot soup. I've never had beetroot soup before, but it was amazing. It was cold, but the flavors felt warm and comforting and it's changed the way I think of beetroot. Never have I had a soup like it. In Stanley's book, he shares a lot of memories of the way things were cooked as he grew up, the way his family related to one another around meals. It's a really beautifully written book. It's intertwined with recipes and cocktails. Just a joy to read. So that's my recommendation for today. If you've made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for tuning in. I've really enjoyed this process, so I hope that you've got something out of it too. Now, don't worry if the recipe went over your head. I will provide the ish measurements and recipe in the show notes for you. Please subscribe wherever you like to listen to your podcast and follow me along on Instagram at WTF underscore for dinner. And please, please let me know if you try this recipe or any of the other ones that are yet to come. Until next time, though, have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.
A very special thank you to David Muratori for his music wizardry. This episode was recorded on the Gadigal land of the Eora Nation.